0: Holy crap! Those guys are ninety bucks. Yeah, Warhammer is expensive in Canada. Anyways, let's let's start. I guess. All right, all right, all right. How do I start this? Do I want enthusiasm in my voice?
1: I mean, that could be a cold, the cold open, right? This this could all be part of the episode. Yeah, I'll
0: decide. <laughs> I'll decide if I want to put it in or not. Yeah, you can include some of it if you like. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, welcome to Pass the Paint. The premier Canadian-Norwegian hobby podcast in the world. Yes. Number one in the whole world. Yeah, I'm telling. I'm Mark. Cool. Nice meeting you for the first time. Uh, yeah, I haven't done this before.
1: <laughs>
2: <sighs>
1: oh. Ah, what is my life? Yeah, so I guess this episode we're going to talk about hobby
0: anxieties
1: and stresses
0: yeah but, that's uh, uh before we get there
1: we'll uh chat about our hobby progress and stuff
0: well i mean it is sort of tangentially related anyway because uh oh, that's true that is true yeah uh do you want do you want to tell the nice audience what you're working on first
1: right now i'm working on uh, playing breath of the wild in the diablo 4 beta or not breath of the Wild. uh Tears of the Kingdom, I guess.
0: What do you think of Diablo Four?
1: Uh, I'm liking it a lot so far. Same, dude. Yes, it's pretty good. I just I needed to do the um, server slam thing to get that exclusive mount skin. Right. This weekend, uh, I did it this morning. My girlfriend will be upset because we attempted it twice yesterday and failed both times. And she was asleep when I did it this morning without her. Bomp, bump. <laughs> I think there's only one more until it, no more. So I'll probably log into her account when the one's when about to go up next and just do it for her. Right. Yeah, I mean, if, we, if there's a good team there, anyways, uh, <clears throat> actually hobby wise, <laughs> I 3d printed out this little fairy miniature, uh, kind of working on that still, which is going to be a, more of a long term not maybe not long term, but just something I go back to every once in a while just to pluck away at between anything else.
0: Yeah. Along with all my other busts I've never finished. Yeah, it's a it's a cool one if you like painting skin. There's a lot of skin and which a lot is, of
1: skin. A lot of folds in the skin and stuff, which is what interested me. So Yeah. Uh, something new to try to paint. Yeah. And then I bought some more Tyranids. I bought the Tyranid Boarding Patrol, and I bought some the Hive Guard box. But I'm gonna build them as Tyrant Guard, I believe.
0: Are are those all models that are not getting new uh, updated sculpts? <laughs>
1: well, the Boarding Patrol is two units of Warriors, a unit of Gene Sealers, and a Brood Lord. I think Gene Sealers are gonna get replaced because those are from third edition still. I believe. Yeah. But the Warrior kit, while it is based on the 3rd Edition 1, the kit was updated in 2015. Yeah, 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 So, eh, safe to assume it's probably not being replaced. Even so, those Warriors still look really good. I don't think the Warriors need to be uh, redone at any point. Uh, I think if they do uh, strikes, people are like, oh, it's a dual kit. No, the Games Workshop seems to be, for the most part, moved away from a lot of dual kit stuff. It's only occasionally
0: only age of Sigmar gets
1: that Uh, I'm trying to think when the last like 40k dual kit was like the incursors and infiltrators
0: or whatever for Marines was a dual kit. I guess to be fair, if I think about like a lot of the age of Sigmar stuff that I, uh, that I've gotten recently too, those, those are not dual kits for the most part. Like the chaos.
1: I think dual kits are like a interesting idea and can work i guess um but why sell you one kit that you can magnetize when you can be forced to buy two kits also they make Uh, it two separate models they could do more interesting things with that
0: yeah you do end up with obviously some very similar looking stuff i like what they do in in age of sigmar for some of the characters where you can build your your character like you got the lumineth like general on a on a horse Mm-hmm. On a kangaroo horse, who can be either like a named character with more fancy equipment or just a generic one.
1: Yeah, it's like Tyranids with the Hive Tyrant. You could build that into a Swarm Lord if you want. Yeah,
0: and they 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 look fairly distinct too. Like, I mean, you can tell it's the same kit, but they um they do have a decent amount of variety between them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I basically just got these for the
1: warriors and the tyrant guard maybe i'll magnetize i typically haven't magnetized in the past but pardon me feels like it now i don't know
0: i i only magnetize stuff that's really easy to do seamlessly well like tyranid arms are really easy to do yeah uh, to magnetize it's more just of a,
1: a hassle first world problems
0: <laughs> I, I thought about magnetizing like uh Archeon's wings oh god no no well, it would be reasonably easy the um the part where it actually connects is fairly chunky, but I just looked at it. And I thought like actually lining this up correctly would just be too much of a hassle mm-hmm. and if I didn't care about making it as seamless as possible, I'd probably do it for for ease of transport. But I wanted it to be like perfectly welded so well, that's the thing about
1: tyranid every time I've tried to magnetize tyranid in the past is it just feels a little generic with the posing. Like, it's hard to magnetize in a dynamic pose.
0: Uh, yeah, because those are older style kits. Like, where you... Uh, the the ones that people, for some reason, love, where it's like, oh, you can pose the arms. It's like, yeah, I can turn them, like, 10 degrees.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Well, no, Well, the Tyranids have uh, ball socket arms. Yeah, so yeah. They're, re- they're relatively good about posing, except for if the guns, because the guns have to attach, so it's pretty... Yeah, like
0: they still have to attach to an arm, so there's a limited range of motion you can actually do.
1: Yeah, it's just up and down. But like the scything talons and swords, you can kind of put to some interesting angles. Yeah,
2: yeah, Um
1: But then you think you have a good angle, and then you magnetize, and then you stick it on, and you're like, oh, well, that's off by a few degrees now. It looks silly. <laughs> Again, I, I still haven't... <laughs> still haven't dialed in how I want to paint my tiered guns yet, but... I'm getting there. Maybe. Oh,
0: you you haven't decided on the red uh, interiors? The red interiors? Yeah, like you were with the guns being like red.
1: Oh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so the plan for me is to build up these two boxes and pull out all my other half-built and work-in-progress Tyranids, build everything up, and see if I can batch paint it all before 10th. Yeah. Maybe I can do it. I don't know. Probably not. We'll
0: see. Uh, how about you, man? What are you working on? I'm still working on Archeon. Well, it's been like three weeks. Well, I was on vacation for a week, so didn't do a lot of painting And then he's coming along like. I'm I'm doing our Archeon himself now. Mm -hmm. And I tried, like, I tried, like, seven times. No, like, no exaggeration to do the armor in different styles. Like, I had the whole thing blocked out in, in like, metallic paint and shaded it. And I I did not like how it turned out. So I blacked it all out. Started again and just started trying various methods for doing the armor in more of a non-metallic style. But, like, a... Not like what you'd think of as like a super shiny, non-metallic look, but very sort of battered and and worn and like dull. It's like really easy to do, but I, I just couldn't get it right for a while until I decided to go with the same method that Richard Gray has done for like the Emperor's Champion that I've tried to do in the past for Black Templars. And even then I had like five attempts or something before I ended up on something that where I looked at and I was like, this is good enough. This works like it. It looks it looks all right. It's like. It's not the result that I like envisioned in my head, but I just I I think I just don't have the skills to really pull it off, but I think it's good enough. It's like 70% of the way there, which for this model, which is not for like, I mean, it's not for like a golden demon or anything. This is a a gaming piece. There's a difference. (laughs) You don't you don't game with your display pieces. I mean, I do, but usually those are uh, are not twelve inch tall, enormous dragons. Which if if I painted this to the same standard that I do, like my um like my Infinity figures, which are which are um quite a bit smaller than Games Workshop, like scale wise. I mean, they're the same scale, but they are like not heroic scale, so they are. Significantly smaller.
1: Yeah, the the hands are smaller than the heads. Unlike
0: yes, more and the heads are not like enormous. Yeah, and, and all the detail is like more toned down. Like if if a dude has a backpack, it looks like a backpack a human could wear. Mm-hmm. So those, you know, you can you can paint small models to a much higher standard, a lot quicker. Obviously, you have less detail, and details you have are smaller more forgiving to paint which I think is something a lot of people don't realize. Like they look at those small models and think like, Ooh, that looks really hard to paint. Like you have to get so like fiddly with the brush, but it's actually a lot easier.
1: Yeah. It's like, I, I love small details for when I'm doing like non-metallic metal. Cause it's, it's so, so easy. easy. It's so easy to fake it.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, ah, oh, here's two layers of paint. And you can't like, you don't have enough space to really see the, uh, <laughs> the hard edges of the, uh, like the transitions. Mm. hmm so easy. But if I went to do uh, Archaea to the same standard, it would take me months. Like, yeah. no exaggeration. So I'm not doing that. Seems smart. Yeah. I think in a couple more days of painting, I can probably have the dude himself done. Then I just need to finish the uh, the dragon, which mostly means I need to mask off a bunch of stuff so I can, like, redo the skin in parts because it turned kind of... Uh, I got a bit of... um frosting with the uh varnish that i used mm. which was very unfortunate but it's easy to fix so it's it's not a huge issue yeah and then i really just need to uh finish the the rest of the details like the skulls that are embedded in his flesh and then i'm done that that'll be nice to have that finished up oh uh, it's gonna be so nice then i'm gonna bring it to the club i'm gonna play some games everyone's gonna go like holy crap is that airbrushed and i'm gonna tell them hey, part of it is yeah, not all yeah, of it, it looks
1: airbrushed. What do you think?
0: <laughs> I've tried so hard to make sure he doesn't look airbrushed. It's hard. Uh, it's a lot of work. After that, I'm probably going to do some infinity painting because uh, I have cool models I need to paint.
1: Well, we started to talk about this the other day, and I said, shut up, let's save this for a recording. But new edition, new army. Yeah, you've been kind of. I wouldn't say flip-flopping. You've been
0: undecided about your new army for the yeah. I'm, I mean, flip-flopping is. I think <laughs> it's a bit uncharitable. Like the the new edition's not out yet. I need to weigh my options, right? Yeah, you got to think before the edition
1: comes out. Before you see rules, and you have to live with what <laughs> what you set for
0: yourself. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm 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 a painter first, right? Mm-hmm. But I care about rules for the the stuff that I'm going to collect an army for because I want to play with them. And if they're garbage, I'm not going to have a good time of it. But there's okay. So which one? Which ones have I actually seriously considered? The first one, obviously Eldar, because I like them a lot. But I, I got like uh, some of the Rangers and the um, Shroud Runners they have because I wanted some models with some more detail on them and those have kind of languished in my drawer for a while now I finished like a couple of them and didn't really feel like going back I'll probably try to finish them and see how I feel about it but I have a feeling for some reason painting Eldar just doesn't click with me and I I I don't know why is it possibly the scheme you're doing for them is just boring well I'm doing a completely different one now uh to what I tried once before uh, the red and green is a lot more interesting um, to do, but I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing.
1: See, the thing that interests me that would interest me with Eldar is that the fact that all the aspects, aspects, aspect warriors <laughs> you can do in uh, different colors, so you don't really get bored of doing the same thing over and over and over again. But yep. that doesn't really save you from. The,
0: you know, Guardians or whatever, having to paint well, that's, a kind of them. That's kind of what I tried to do by getting, like, the Rangers, is not painting Guardians. Mm-hmm. Guardians are weird because I really like the new models they have. They're very simple models. They're very pretty. Painting them is an absolute chore. Yeah, why is that? See, I I, I don't even know because... Painting them is really quick cuz they 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 just have like a solid color armor by i guess default. I think it's just the the end result with that style is kind of hard to be amazed with cuz mm-hmm. their armor is mostly just like one solid color. So even if you make it look like really pretty, it doesn't look good. There's of course ways to break that up, but the way the models are sculpted too, like you could paint certain parts of it as like a, 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 a more of a bodysuit. But yeah. there's no like clear transitions between uh, the the parts that are obviously like armored panels and the parts that look like they could be like a, a form-fitting suit underneath. Uh, I don't think they're supposed to be. You, you could just do harlequins where everything is diamond pattern <laughs> see that on the other hand sounds painful to paint yeah but uh obviously i'm a fan of eldar and i'm a fan of various varieties of eldar so of course Drakari are also on my on my radar mm-hmm. those present some other issues like the witch sculpts i'm a witch cult enjoyer um the sculpts are kind of old and
1: they're not they're not. Uh horny enough for you, you absolutely you go, not yeah, yeah
0: you would go with those like third-party naked lady ones that's the main issue i have not the fact that they look kind of goofy and their posability is limited and their faces are kind of rough yeah compared to a lot of the new stuff certainly like th- this is my issue with with a lot of these models is the Witches, for instance, uh, the Cobblites, they're not bad, but you compare them to like the new Eldar models or the um, the new Incubi or Drizar, which are just some of the coolest things Games Workshop has made recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't hold a candle to the new ones. Well, you got to think Drukhari are going to get new models eventually. Eventually, yeah, but that's kind of why I'm hesitant to pick them up now. Yeah. Because I have a feeling like the moment I do... Like I go to games Workshop and buy like thirty witches and then games Workshop like the same evening is like new models. Of course, if I don't do it they they won't announce it. so it's a it's a catch twenty two right there
1: um here's a question for you. What do you think about Yuari uh conceptually uh
0: everything like just i I, I kind of dig them. like I'm not a big lore guy, but I think Inari. Give Eldar something like Eldar lore is cool. Uh, I'm talking about like Craft World Eldar. Mm-hmm. Drakari lore. I'm not a fan of. <laughs> I, I don't think we're evil because we have to in order to survive. It's is not, it's a not very a good argument. No, it's not very interesting to me. Like, and they they don't seem to do enough with it. So Inari being this like death cult where you pull both sides together. And you actually have like a clear goal that isn't like we're going slaving. That to me is really cool, and I, I like the the uh, the concept itself of like trying to create a god of death. That's pretty metal. I like it. Yeah. So I'm 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 actually a huge fan of those. So do you, maybe that's the solution.
1: Do you think they go? Yeah, I, I think if I did Eldar, it would be because then you could just mix and match everything. Yep. But do you think they're going to extend the Yanari range at some point or do something with them? Cause it seems to me like they had a plan with Yanari and then maybe because of the Primaris backlash, they're like, "Oh, maybe let's back off this a bit. Cause it uh, felt I, like they were
0: building to something with Yanari and then it just stopped. Yeah. It doesn't really materialize. And I, I don't know if they're going to give them like bespoke, Unique Inari units because I mean, the whole thing of them is they are united all Eldar.
1: Yeah, they could, they could do like an
0: upgrade kit or something, or they could, I mean, do, I, mean I don't know, something. The, the new kits actually have Inari parts in them. Like if you, oh. Yeah, if you look at the Howling Banshees, for instance. So, this is, this is a lore thing, right? So, when, when Eldar go to war, they, they put on their war mask, which is not a physical mask necessarily. But that is why they have their helmets. I think like it's a representation of that to like disassociate from what they're doing, which is awful. And Inari don't do that. They don't actually have mm. the the war mask, um, and is so it just you have helmetless heads, or yeah. So all the like howling banshee heads you see that are are just the the like mask, the face um, mask, the COVID masks. I shouldn't say that. God, bleep that out are supposed to be Inari heads.
1: Okay. Well that's cool. Yeah. It's not, I, not cool. I think you could do unique models for yanari It would just have to be
0: something different. You you definitely could. And I, I think they could do something like really cool with them. Like you it's a it's like a death cult. Yeah there's <laughs> definitely potential for cool models there. Um I think the question is why would you? There's a lot more people playing Eldar in general than there are people playing Inari specifically.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if I'm an Eldar player and I have all the models and they put Eldar adjacent models out, I'd be like, all right, all right, all right, I'll buy some.
0: I I feel like, you know, why would I make... I'm Games Workshop. Why do I make a specific Inari kit when I can give it to Dark Eldar or Eldar and sell it to both crowds? Yeah, I know. That's the marketing thing, anyway. Maybe Anari maybe is. I'm, I'm actually gonna. I'm, I'm gonna think about that. I'm gonna maybe uh, see what rules they get, if any, because they haven't been. Um, I, was gonna, I was gonna say,
1: tenth um, edition index. Where's that image of all the indexes that are coming?
0: Well, they're probably just in Eldar. They are now as well. They're just in. Oh, are like, they? Yeah, Nari are a Craft World Eldar subfaction right now. Oh, well, that's boring. And it just it, does the
1: rules just say that they can take Harlequin and uh, Dark Eldar stuff without problems, or
0: uh, you have limitations uh, right now? It's 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 skewed towards Craft Worlds. Like you have to take, I think, like you have to take a Craft World unit for each uh, Drukari unit you take. Um, so it, it's mostly, uh, craft worlds, but then mm-hmm. you, you can take like their characters and everything. Um, and they, they do have their own bespoke, uh, like sub-faction rule. It's like strength from death.
1: Okay. So then, I, then there won't be anything in the indexes for Yunari then. No, it's possible. Yeah. Because, well, cause the Eldar... Uh, base detachment will not be the Yanari one, right?
0: No, probably not. A- and there's I no
1: Yanari index coming. Uh, I'm looking that's at gonna, picture. Picture of all that's going to make a
0: lot of people unhappy. I think.
1: Yeah, I'm unhappy. And I Don't even play the army.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, this is kind of the problem with the with the faction, though. As you said, like it seemed like they had plans and then kind of floundered and don't really know what to do with it. And mm-hmm. when you don't even know if you're going to get rules that's that's a bit lame
1: yeah the I the, the idea of like a you know reunited eldar faction to be like oh damn it. it's back to their glory days but it's like but also they just want to die it's like oh well that doesn't want to they want to create a god of death
0: who can kill Slaanesh. yeah that's pretty awesome they'll be dead but their enemy will be dead so and also uh the um inari unique characters. Mm-hmm. Uh the Incarn and what's her name? The, um, Gilliman's girlfriend. Yeah. Evrain. um, Lilith is actually also, um, uh, Inari, um, aligned in the lore.
1: Oh, really? Which, which is pretty cool. Anyways. Uh, I guess that, uh, you know, tides us over to our next topic a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, main <laughs> topic of the show. Yeah. In sense, we're talking about stressing and about what armies to play in the next. Yep, season.
0: yep. It's uh, it's a feeling I think basically anyone who has ever tried to do anything cool has felt. Mm-hmm. What 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 do we call it? Because I I think
1: hobby stress and anxiety. Yeah, it's not just painting, right? Like there's the building aspect of it, like the yep. list building aspect. The purchasing aspect of it yep um i I don't think we need to go into purchasing like like and there's a lot of stress and anxiety regarding like the price of
0: things but i don't think that's something we need to go into no i i think do you have okay let's let's start it this way do you have a specific model or a unit or something like that that just defeats you because you know i have one Uh yeah, it's
1: all of the Tyranid guns. (laughs) No, I don't know, but seriously, um Like just a model that I just can't get right, you mean? Yeah. Nothing jumps to mind. For me, it's always just like, God damn it, this blend could be better. Oh, Mm -hmm. this highlights are slightly off. Like it's just for me it's the details. The details is where I get trapped and defeated
0: by interesting that's because that's very different to my my experience Mm hmm Um, well all right let let me tell you a story so Christmas of it might it it might be 2020 at this point I can't remember if it's 2021 or 2020 let's go 2020 I think it was because that's the end of the year (laughs) Uh, Christmas is at the end of the year, in case you didn't know uh, this. I was going to say, 2021 was also end of the year. Was it? I thought Christmas was canceled. Never mind. Um, my my kind, loving girlfriend got me Mortarian, the demon Primarch of the Death Guard, for Christmas. And I, I spent model. the entire night building him, drunk off my ass in my parents' basement. Uh-huh. I am amazed I didn't mess him up. Well, wow, let's talk about how many mold lines did you leave behind?
1: I don't think that many. Because you have a habit of not cleaning up mold lines and it drives me
0: mental. Those rumors are greatly exaggerated. Greatly exaggerated, I guess. Greatly exaggerated. I yeah. usually clean them up and then people just... People see the uh, the remnants of the mold lines and think they're mold lines. But they're, they're going to be gone when I prime it. Mm, see, I seem to recall seeing them... Post priming. Moving right along, I started painting him, right? Mm-hmm. And at first I did like the common Games Workshop Death Guard scheme. And I hated it. And at the time I was getting into airbrushing and I got some new paints. Because I i decided that what I wanted to do with him was paint him in more well, all all my death guard that I was playing at the time in more vibrant colors. Because everyone does like the the gritty greek like brown green color. Usually they put like three layers of Agrax earth shade on it and call it um, Grimdarg. Mm-hmm. And I want to go in the exact opposite direction, just like bright, vibrant cartoon greens. Yeah. And for a while it looked great. And then I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I took like a break from painting him. I wasn't completely satisfied because my skills weren't like completely up to the task. Mm -hmm. and then by the time I went back to him my my painting skills had improved to a point where I looked at what I had done and just went like I can do much better than this
2: so I stripped him a second time
0: and I started again and the same thing happened Mm -hmm. I just felt like I wasn't getting him to the level I really wanted and I think I may have stripped him a third time and then I started doing him, like, I left him on the shelf for, like, a year. Uh, mind you, by now, like, several of his nurgling attendants have broken off. Um, no. Every time I pro- uh, strip him, something comes off and something gets left behind, like some gunk yeah. in the corners. stuff yeah, like some that some
1: details get obscured slightly. Yep.
0: Um, so now, yeah, then I decided to enter him into a Discord painting competition, just, like, as motivation to get him done. And I started doing him, and I, I started doing the same bright green, but this time I was going to do the whole thing non-metallic to really just, like, oh no, win. And it went well for a while, but um, he's been sitting ha- half-painted on my shelf for about two years now. Mm-hmm. And every time I think about him, I want to throw him into a vat of acetone and just be done with it. But he's also a Christmas present for my girlfriend, so I would feel terrible about doing that. Here's what you do, is you throw him in into
1: Acetone, buy a new Mortarian, and just pretend that's the one that she bought you.
0: You think I haven't considered that? <laughs> I have honestly thought about just, like, destroying the one I have and buying a new one. Yeah. And it would re- lead me right back to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. However... However, lately, I've thought about revisiting him and I'm feeling more confident.
1: Wow. Yeah. You sound like me when I'm like, yeah, I'll get my tiernets painted. I'll figure this out. And then <laughs> it just
0: doesn't happen. But before I tell everyone how I got to that point, I think it's worth discussing a bit more. You know, just the, 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 the general feeling and the problems that people run into. So, well, h- hold on. You you
1: mentioned about Mort- mortarian, that you kind of stopped working on them because you felt your skills weren't up to snuff. Yep. And I think that's right. Re- like, that's something I get a lot where I have busts that I want to paint. And I'm like, ah, I just don't think I'm good enough yet. I think I'm at a point now where I'm over that feeling mm-hmm. to an extent. Cause on one hand, it's like, oh man, if I want to repaint, I'm going to have to strip it. And that
0: could be a pain in the ass. um, I I think it's, it's, it's that, um, you know, that that graph showing like the Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah. Um, where I think a lot of people end up in that, uh, what is it called the Valley of Despair, Mm -hmm. which is the point where your skills have advanced to the point where you know how much you suck. Yeah. Um, so you're keenly aware that like, this isn't as good as I want it to be but you also don't have the skills to get him to that point.
1: Yeah. But the problem is you'll never get there if you don't force yourself to keep painting.
0: Yeah. But well, um, I should probably mention as well that at the time this was happening, I was burning out on painting in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I I got him in 2020 because the Death Guard Codex was released in 2021 like February or something. Sure. And I went out and bought like 30 Plague Marines. I got the Terminators. I got the tank. And I think I painted like 10 of them because I just was not feeling it. I was... The more I painted, the less happy I was with the results I was getting, the more frustrated I got and the less I wanted to do it. But... Like conversely, the more I was keen to get past that. And so the more Mm. I forced myself to try and the more I did that, the more I hated it. And I, that's something I see on discord, like all the time, people just like getting stuck in that cycle where they're not enjoying what they're doing and they're not enjoying it because they're not doing it as well as they want and they want to improve, but because they're not enjoying it, they can't.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it's it's a weird fine line like if I try to p- really push myself and do my best effort, mm-hmm. I'll definitely burn out more than if I'm like, eh, let's just do 90% or 80% and mm-hmm. it still looks great by the end of the day and like I'll post it online and people say it's good,
0: but I'm like, no, d- don't worry, this is bad. But you you know better. <laughs> yeah, I know better. Yeah, I mean um, I I was in a really bad, uh, in a really bad, dark place at the time, hobby-wise. I remember at the time, too, I painted, I found, like, uh, some Tempesta Scions that I had laying around from when I played those earlier. Um, And I decided to just, like, paint one to compare to what I'd done before. And I got, like, halfway, and I was like, oh, this is garbage. This is worse than I was two years ago. Of course, that wasn't necessarily true. What I th- think was happening, actually, was that I was painting in a very different style, because you know when I, when I did them the first time, I was doing like very very citadel style with the edge highlights and all that, the base color wash, reapply the base color, get a highlight on it, and edge highlight. And that's fairly easy to do. And it looks good. But I wasn't doing that anymore. I was trying to do more of the like the volumetric highlights and the realistic lighting. But I wasn't as good at that as I was at doing the basic style two years previous. Mm -hmm. So, of course, when I tried to do something I hadn't. Like developed my skills with the results were worse. Yeah, weird how that works. Yeah, I know, but like consciously, I wasn't, I wasn't considering that at the time. I just thought I'd gotten worse at painting in two years.
1: <laughs> Sometimes it it does feel like that though, where I'll start painting. I'm like, how, like, how am I not being able to do this? Like I'm trying like speed paint a bunch of tyrannids, I'm like, God, I can't get this to where the, my like test model was. I'm like, yeah, but I also spent like a couple hours on my test model and I only, yeah.
0: <laughs> I only did like half of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, when I when I abandoned the the Scion that I tried to paint, I probably spent, like, an hour on him, where previously I'd probably spent, like, eight hours on one dude. Yeah, yeah exactly. so So if, if you do an honest comparison, you start to understand why you're not succeeding. But I think when you're in that state of just hobby despair, you're not thinking rationally.
1: Oh, totally. Like, that's exactly where I'm at with when I had a bunch of test models for trying to figure out gun colors where i just slapped some paint on i'm like god these all look like dog shit and it's like yeah but i spent like 20 seconds per gun just to <laughs> throw colors on just to get like a feel for the color so of course it's not going to look
0: good yeah interesting how that works it's, it's just sloppy i remember one time i was i was kind of sick uh, sick of painting battle sisters mm-hmm. so i decided to try with with the contrast paints and I was like, oh, this doesn't look good enough. It's like, no, no kidding, it doesn't. I'm not spending eight hours on one model. Oh, see,
1: that's the thing is that's where I, my, the majority of my hobby anxiety came from painting Sisters of Battle because, A, they're really detailed. Yeah. And I felt the need to paint every single little detail. Yeah. And I was doing my models in non-metallic metal.
0: I've painted non-metallic sisters. They look gorgeous when you do it. hmm But I painted um five of the um Celestian sacrosants, the uh shield and spear girls. Yeah. For a painting competition on the on the Discord. And by the time I was done with them, I was like, I, I never want to touch this again. Mm-hmm. Their details have details.
1: Yeah. No, I, I got my sister's battle down to a point where I could do a model in a just under an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like base coat wash done. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't like, quote unquote,
0: happy with them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, that is the, the other thing. Like, um, <laughs> we, we talked about this in, in our previous episode of deciding what standard you want to paint to. And, uh, I think that can be a difficult thing, at least for, for me, it is because I always feel like, I mean, I have it slightly with, uh, Archeon right now because I'm not painting him to the best of my abilities. Like I said, I would spend three months painting him if I did that and I'm going to actually play games with him. Um, so I really have to like remind myself, like, no, you're not doing this for golden demon. You're just, you just want to play with him.
1: Well, that, that's the thing I'm trying to remind myself for my Tyranids is okay how much do I want to paint them to be considered quote unquote done to like get them Mm -hmm. on the tabletop. So it's not just unpainted models or just a primed mini. Yep. Like what's a good level to leave them at where I can still go back and touch them up and it wouldn't have to be like, well, if I just dry rough them, then I got to kind of repaint them because I don't like how the dry brush turned out Mm -hmm. or whatever. So it's finding that middle ground between where you're 100% satisfied, which, you know, for me, I know is too long to get anything on the tabletop uh, between that and actually playing the game.
0: D- don't you have that that voice telling you, like, you know, that there's you trying to convince yourself that, like, oh, I can just do, like, if I batch paint five of these to a decent standard, I can touch them up later if I want to, and I'll at least have them done. But there's this other voice going, like, yeah, but you only have to paint your models once if you do it, like, all the way the first time. And even if it takes you, like, two days per model, you know, <laughs> your, your army's only, like, 100 models. It'll only take you, like, most of a year to get your army done. Yeah, and then you no. have it, and it looks gorgeous. Yeah, well, tiered armies are a lot more
1: than 100 models. That's for certain. All right, well, then it'll take you a year and a half, but then you'll have done it. Yeah, that was me painting like eight hours a day every day. Not That's happening. what I do. Not happening. <laughs> I got a job. I got video games to play. I got, you know, animals to take care of. I got a girlfriend have
0: that needs my <laughs> attention occasionally. Um, I, I kind of did that with my... Well, I, I didn't really do that with my guard. I, um, I wanted it to look good, but I didn't want to spend an eternity. So I decided like, specifically where I wanted to put the most of my efforts so that I would Mm get uh, like the the maximum returns for my efforts, which I think has worked out. I still haven't finished the last like batch of 20 Guardsmen, but they're also like the last thing I need to paint so I'm not sweating it. Getting back to 2021 Mm
1: -hmm. when
0: I was doing this, because I burned myself out completely. I think in all of 2021, I finished like 20 models. Like, in the entire year.
1: uh, Hey, let me tell you. I have probably finished, finished, hardline finished, 20 models. Oof. It's probably going back a few years. (laughs) Like, this year, uh, maybe not this year, like 2023, but 2022, I bet I could count the number of finished models on one hand. I have a I have a huge problem of starting minis and then never finishing them. Well,
0: same. That's the ADHD. That makes me not capable, but Yeah. Uh, it's it's well, it's not because of that, but sure it doesn't help. It's a good excuse. Um the problem is what it is. <laughs> um Let's well, see how many models did I roughly paint in 2022? Uh, What was I doing in 2022? I was painting Infinity for the most part, I think. Mm -hmm. And those are a bit more high effort. Um, Usually one Infinity model takes me like two or three days to paint. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't even know what I did last year.
1: So I saw saw a good take online that I wanted to bring up, which Mm -hmm. is it's not... All your unfinished minis aren't like a backlog and it's not like a pile of shame it's i hate that the claiming pile of shame yeah yeah so the the way to think about it is it's all your work in progress and like little things you do is an artist's sketchbook which is just you mess around do little ideas and it might not lead to anything But it gets you thinking and it might be something you return to in a couple of years and look at and say, oh, I remember this. That was something interesting. Let me go back and uh, finish that up.
0: Uh, I think um, and I don't think this is going to be a controversial take uh, talking about and like thinking of your unfinished models as a pile of shame is actively detrimental to your mental health. Yeah, I was going to say like not just your productivity as a as a as a hobbyist but your mental health in in every regard. Um I used to keep a spreadsheet like back in 2021 I had a spreadsheet of all my models that I'd bought that year versus what I painted and I think it was like 100 to 20. Mm-hmm. And it was crippling and I I've since deleted that sheet because I no longer care. See for me I want to keep a spreadsheet just so I
1: know what I bought so like, right now, I'm like, I swear I bought a second box of this. Where mm-hmm. is it? It's got to be somewhere. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, That's dude. why I need a spreadsheet to actually keep track of what I do and don't own. Sure, you can have a catalog of stuff you own. Don't stress out over marking everything you've painted and comparing totals and doing percentage bars and all the stuff I did. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to yourself. I, right now, like, the the... Where I'm I'm at, I have I have a lot of unfinished, half finished stuff. I have my black Templars. They're just in a in a drawer, just waiting for me to one day feel like painting them. Um I have about like 40 infinity models in my in my in my cabinet, which I just like every now and then I'm like, I want to paint infinity. And I go in there and I look at my stuff that I have available and I think, ooh, do I want to paint this guy? No, I want to paint this guy. He's cool. Yeah. That is so much better than like stressing out of like oh god I gotta get these guys finished because otherwise I'll feel bad. Nah, paint what you want when you want. Well, that's something for
1: me where if I don't, if I'm not painting to to play games, I yep. have so much more. I have so much less stress. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like, oh, God, I need to get this done. This is the thing I have to get done. Versus more like, ah, I just feel like working on this. And then when I get bored of it, I put it down and work on something else until I get bored. Yeah. And I can just jump back and forth. Which is also a pain
0: when you pick something up. You're like, well, what color should I use on this? <laughs> um, I, I So this year, I've actually been quite productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my guard, I've painted like... 20-ish Guardsmen completely, and 20 that are... If I put them on the table, like, if I went to a tournament with them, they would count as being painted. Yeah. Um. So, good. Um. I've painted, like, five Sentinels, which are just my favorite model to paint ever. They're so easy and rewarding to paint. I've painted up two tanks, some artillery pieces. So if we if we count all the stuff that's, like, uh, what, what Games Workshop calls battle-ready... It's got to be like 50 models and some of them quite large. And I'm feeling really good about that. Where was I going with this? I had a point to make about not stressing about the other stuff that I haven't done. Uh, Oh, no, I I know where I was going with this. I still have some stuff that's not painted. Like I I bought some secondhand tanks that, I mean, they're also really easy to do. I'm just going to airbrush and like do a wash over and they look great when you do it. Speaking of battle ready, I, I just pulled up. I just googled Games Workshop battle ready because
1: pretty sure they did an article that was like, "Oh, this is what battle ready is. This is display or parade ready. This is whatever." Yep, I found an article talking about battle ready. I'm just scrolling through, and it's like, "Oh, here's a picture of Duncan and Peachy together." <laughs> Oops.
0: <laughs> um, well, uh, most tournaments that I, at least the ones that I go to, don't use like the the Games Workshop battle ready standard. um i think the definition is three colors yeah three column three color minimum yeah so really a
1: lot of my my stuff would be but it's what i consider done and what they consider done are two vastly different
0: yeah but but i I don't stress about that like uh, the 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 tournaments i i I attend at least the 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 rtt's don't have a painting requirement and i would rather turn up with gray plastic than something I'm not happy with. Like, I'd rather take my time and paint when I feel like it than go, like, I have a tournament in two weeks. I got to finish these tanks. That just kills my my desire to paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if, if I want to paint something, having that, like, time constraint on me is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very not good. Yeah. It, it's, it's a problem, that's for sure. It definitely can be, yeah. I, I I do think though. I do think though. So I've been doing Archeon now. And it's been going remarkably well. Like I stressed about buying him because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to paint him and finish him mm-hmm. because of my experience painting Mortarian. Yeah. Archeon is a much bigger model, probably not as detailed. I think you were trying to do Mortarian up to like your highest standard,
1: and you're definitely not doing that for Archeon. Nope. I, I think if you went back to Mortarian now with just a more laissez-faire mindset, I guess. Yep. You would probably get through it just fine. I think part of the problem, you know, speaking on your behalf. Uh, <laughs> no, how how I analyze me live on air. Uh, no, just how I've been with models that my girlfriend have, has purchased for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because she bought me the she's bought me some few a few minis throughout our relationship that I don't think I've painted any of them yet. Because it's one of those things where I'm like, I want to do this good because yep. my girlfriend got this for me and I want to make sure it's done right. And then I always start. I'm like,
0: no, not the right time. Nope. But actually, what it turns out that painting Archeon now and seeing that I can actually do it and and just like. Yeah, I I set myself a lower standard, but what I'm happy with, like it's not it, it's not, you know, contrast paint, you know, couple of hours of work and done. Mm-hmm. Although there's nothing wrong with that if if that's what you want, but like I I would not be satisfied with that for the centerpiece of my army cuz like in Age of Sigmar Archeon is like 820 points. Yeah, I was I was I was looking at the Archeon, I'm like,
1: "Okay, you could do Archeon." Two unit of Erringard, maybe three unit of Erringard. I think I yes. So Archaeon, get... three units of Erringard, and like you have I don't know, like hundred and twenty points left over. I don't
0: think Yeah. <laughs> like he is you want to do him justice. So so when once you
1: like quote unquote finish Archaeon, are you gonna go back and like touch him up later or is that done? And if you ever
0: want to do like a display Archaeon, you'll buy another one. Uh, oh, that's a very good question. Um, I mean, in the back of my head, I am thinking like if I want to spruce him up, I could. Mm-hmm. I know with myself that I rarely do that and I probably wouldn't. And I think I would stop myself if I tried to like buy another to do as a display piece because I know how long it would take. Mm-hmm. But. Between the two, I think I would probably rather buy another one. Which may sound weird. He's an expensive model, but mm-hmm. yeah, I work full time.
1: Yeah. My RK on is definitely more of a display piece than a gaming piece.
0: Yeah. You got, you got really cool. <laughs> your base costs like almost as much as him.
1: That's true. I guess so. I, I've done like one head for, I've done like yeah. part, most, most of a Nurgle head and I haven't touched that thing in months and months at this point. I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I, something I to go there back. there's a
0: second. The, there's a second point in here because uh, I've seen your Nurgle head. It's very beautiful. Like it, I can tell, like if you actually finished it, it would look infinitely better than mine. Uh-huh. Uh, the head on my um, my, my Nurgle head I did in about 25 minutes. I think just That's very right. rough highlights. Spent like that many hours on mine. Yeah, but there is a certain value in just like letting go and just like doing it stress free. I know, it, I, I think I, you have this experience too, right? Of like, you've, you've spent 40 hours on a model and then you show it to people and they're like, Oh, I really like the belt. And it's like, cool. That took five minutes. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah. We've talked about this before. It's very funny feeling when people you notice the things you're like, why that's. That's like,
0: that's not the thing I wanted you to look at. <laughs> I spent several hours painting this cool non-metallic sword, but yeah, the belt's pretty cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I think I think I honestly believe that that is because like when you when you do that part, you're stressing less, you're being a bit more loose, um, and you get better results because of it. You know what's something that I
1: don't do that I need to do that I've been thinking a lot of lately? Tell me. Sorry, this isn't really a on-topic thing. Um, <laughs> but, like, I get a lot of... I paint, and then I spend a lot of time, like, glazing and trying to get the colors to blend really well. What mm-hmm. I need to do is do more more transitional layers. Instead of doing, like, the... Let's say if I'm going from, you know, color A to color B. Instead of going, okay, based A, 50-50 A-B mix. Yep. And then B, and then glazing between the two. It's like, no, just do like, you know, you know, five levels of transition between the two rather than just one.
0: <laughs> I, I think there's, um, there's definitely like, I mean, you you know, this, like if, if you're trying to highlight something and you pick a paint that's like too bright, it becomes really noticeable. Mm hmm. Uh, but then conversely, like you, you try to do the thing of like mixing, mixing the two together and doing like transitional layers, and you can't even tell that you've done it. Yeah, there's a definite like ideal point of like how many layers of highlights do I actually need for this to appear smooth? Mm-hmm. And I, I find that at least for, for for my personal taste and what I like, I'd much ra- much rather look at something that was really high contrast and like really really pops compared to something that's very smooth, but not as dramatic. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I, yeah. I I definitely get
1: bogged down on the smoothness of things mm. more than the uh, popping, but that's, that's, what's good about like just, you know, models that you don't care about is you can just practice like, oh, I'm just going to practice OSL. Oh, I'm just going to practice this. And you just do the broad strokes of it to get the, you know, feeling across. Yep. Rather than sitting down and be like, "I'm going to paint a display piece," I'm mean, going to have all these elements to it.
0: You see it a lot in, in the Richard Gray uh, models. You can see it in the Craft World Studio stuff, mm-hmm. where it's not buttery smooth you know, perfectly, blend. like they're not. uh, Who's that guy who does the insane blending stuff? Uh, Flame on flame on. Yeah. Yeah. Which I respect the effort and the skill. Yeah. But I don't like it. Some of his stuff is uh, really cool. Some of it. I'm like, eh. Can Eh. I? Can I? Make a really nerdy analogy here. Sure. All right, so I was watching some videos some on on some cinema, on some films, and someone analyzing the style of Wes Anderson. Uh, yeah. Do you like Wes Anderson movies? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, the guy was talking about, like, Wes Anderson movies are very sort of, the, the, the unique thing about them is you can tell their movies. Because mm. there's a lot of stuff deliberately put into them. To remind you that you're watching a movie. I don't want to be like reductive about Wes Anderson, but you look at his stuff and you're like,
1: "Oh, this is like," because it's very flat. And yep. I don't want to see that as like a derogative kind of thing.
0: No, but but it's it, it always is. Yeah, um, but it's it's uh, it's very like stage like. Yep, and and you've got. Um, so I, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I I, I realize he's done like an animation he's where apparently. Call. Well, uh, so this is like a fo- something Fox. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not seen it, but I, I saw this analysis of it where it's like, yeah, they used real animal fur for the models and were like warned like, yeah, but if you use real animal fur instead of synthetic, you can actually, like every time you go and move the model, you leave an imprint on it. Mm-hmm. You're like the actual like fingers touching it will move the hairs around. Mm-hmm. And this creates an effect of like, it looks like it's windy or something, but you can tell that like it's been manipulated instead of having something that's like smooth and behaves as it would in reality. Yeah. All of this is to say that I enjoy that and I like it with models as well. I like when I look at something and it's got like, you can see the brush strokes. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, you're not
1: going to win competitions like that. Um, I, you know, I've said this before in an episode, but you're not going to gonna
0: win Golden Demon like that.
1: I, even some competition you might not like. Because I, I think the thing that I was told once, which stands out, which is to be consi- like, if someone looks at your thing and wonders how you did it, that's how you know you did a good job. So the problem is impressing other uh, other painters is you need to paint it in a way that makes people wonder how it was done. <laughs> and if the visual brush strokes, you can kind of tell how it was done. So. I,
0: I guess. It, I, well, I, it's I, like
1: the um let's say let's go to geez, why am I blanking on them? You know hmm. who I'm talking about, the duo craft world PT, studio. Craft world Studios. Yep. I look at their stuff, I can tell exactly how they did it for the uh-huh. most part. I'm just amazed by their color choices.
0: But you can tell how it um, was done. I mean, I think to the extent that I look at their color choices and go, like, how how do you arrive at this? I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> having an, an education in in art helps you do that. Yeah. Also, years of experience and yeah. For, for me, I I, yeah. I, I I try occasionally to do that, and I, I tried with um, Archeon. and that's the one you um, I showed you at one point, and you were just like, where is the red coming from? And it's like, well, it's coming from the fact that I picked two colors and just started painting. No, but I, I, like, I, I get it. I was like, oh, cool, like red reflections. That's great. But I'm
1: like, cool. Um, one of those legs is up against the saddle. So it's not going to get red light from the side if that's what you're going for. it It actually would because the saddle actually has like a red cloth draped over it yeah that's fine but then the leg on the inner the
0: other leg on the inner would have red on that side whatever <laughs> yeah yeah No, I, I, I know exactly what you mean and it, it didn't end up looking good but I tried to do a thing yeah and yeah, yeah. and oh yeah that, that reminds me of a thing and a reason why people shouldn't stress I guess just remember that it's just paint <laughs> yeah <laughs> and if you try something and you don't like it you just paint black over it and try again I did seven times on Archeon's leg there's a bit of paint buildup and it doesn't look very nice up close, but uh, I'm not going to worry about that. Did you use a
1: rattle can primer to prime him?
0: No airbrush. Okay, because
1: okay, this sounds mean. Looking at your mini, there's a little texture all over him. Yep. uh, like unintentional texture. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that I thought that was rattle can priming. No, I think um, maybe you're prime. Maybe you primed it a bit too thick, and it dried a little wrinkly. I don't
0: know. It probably, but probably because of the uh, the airbrush.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very impatient when I do it. Oh, I'm so impatient when I when I prime things. But that's the thing I have with so my tyranids. Okay, ninety nine, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of anything I paint, I prime black first. Same. Uh, my Tyranids, I am priming with Wraithbone. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of Rattlecan Wraithbone primer. I hate using it because I always end up getting texture, whether that's because of humidity, whether that's because of, I'm not doing the right distance, whether that's putting too much on at once. Mm. I don't know. I hate it. And so I want to airbrush it, but then you know, uh, I, so I have to prime them white, airbrush Wraithbone over the whole thing, yeah. then go then do it. So there's a little that's bit gonna, of extra step,
0: but That's going to take a long time too. Uh, in my experience, Wraithbone through an airbrush is painful.
1: I tried Wraithbone over black primer and I wanted to kill myself. So I'm hoping Wraithbone over white primer is <laughs> better.
0: So. Um, but yeah, no. He, he does have a bit of texture. And I think it's from um, probably the primer is part of it. Uh, mm. Probably the way that I airbrushed him has done a bit of it because I'm a bit of a knucklehead when I do large. Uh, I, I'm, I'm too impatient when I do it, basically. Yeah, you put too much on at once. Yeah, and it, it gets
1: wet. Yeah, you it, once and, you see like the wet, once it looks wet as you're airbrushing,
0: I know I fucked up. Yeah, but it's a gaming piece. Uh, you're supposed to look at him at a distance and the most, you know... I know, no one's me, where I, I, you send a photo, and I'm like, okay, open up original, <laughs> You're zooming zoom in, in. To
1: the, zoom in to the closest, let's analyze this thing. Which is
0: actually not even, like, uh, necessarily accurate, because, like, phone cameras are, are so smart, they do a lot of sharpening. Yeah. Even if you want them, even if you don't want them to, and they will take, like, the most minute little mold line that isn't actually visible in real life, and go, like, oh, there's a mold line here. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. I have an actual like point and shoot camera for when mm-hmm. I want to take like actual photos in a light box. Yeah, things. Speaking of, I don't have a light box anymore. I gotta, I gotta make a new photo setup once the house renovations are done in like a year. Have like a I, nice proper black
0: backdrop. Maybe get a couple of lights for it. I have a super expensive light box. It's yeah, like one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, because I. I use the box that the Horus Heresy oh, came in. Uh, 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 uh. It works great though. No, <laughs> it's got I mean, a very nice not. matte black.
1: Uh... The problem is, is, there's a lot of minis that don't fit in. the, the plan I'm having, yeah. to, I <laughs> want to do. Not fit in that. Yeah, is I just want to buy like a big piece of black sheet paper and just kind of hang it up, oh. drape it over a table, hang it up, and call it a day.
0: I don't have room for that.
1: Also, I stopped using my airbrush booth while airbrushing.
0: I just airbrushed on my desk.
1: Yeah, I started doing that too. I'm like, oh, there's not a lot of like... I, I have like a um, <laughs> I have the Parasite of Mortrex box that I just ripped open and unfolded as just a backstop so I don't get paint all over the desk. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, oh, you don't really need a booth. I, f- I found the booth was actually worse because the stuff would hit the back and like the fumes or the overspray would circle back around if the fan wasn't going and that fan clogs up
0: easily and all that jazz. So I just open a window and put on a respirator. If I'm, if I, if I do a lot of work, if I, if I'm just doing some quick work, I don't, I I don't even use a respirator when I airbrush. It's probably not great, but yeah, do what we say, not what we do, but yeah, don't, uh, don't look at your brushes, which I do constantly don't so you breathe shouldn't. in acrylic like it's not toxic supposedly but i can't imagine it's healthy it, in the long it term.
1: can't it can't be good to get particulate in your lungs no probably not
0: yeah whatever <sighs> my life's already over what do i care <laughs> um wow we 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 have gotten to a very positive point here do we want to like conclude a bit cuz i feel like Sure. But we've talked about the feeling and I, I, we've talked a bit about what we do to avoid it, but I wonder if we can offer some practical bullet points. Cause I, I've been keeping a mental tally of them sort of. Okay. You go off. I'll see if I have anything to add in. All right. The first thing, if you're in a rut, right, you're not enjoying what you're doing. You feel like you're not getting the standard you want and you hate what you work on. And then you work even more, and it just spirals. First thing to do, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop, take a break. Take a long break. It'll come back to you. Like it, it did for me. I, like I said, 2021, I painted 20-ish models, which is not a lot for me. And I had months where I didn't paint. Yeah. And uh, what it took for me to get back into it, point number two, point, paint something different. Yeah. You, 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 know, you know what broke it for me? What's that? I bought my first Infinity Models. Oh. And I sat down and I painted them and I was like, holy crap, I love this. And suddenly I could paint again. Yeah, it was just something that you didn't have skin
1: in the game for. So you could just enjoy painting rather than painting for a purpose.
0: Well, it, it was also because they're they're very different to Games Workshop. It was mm-hmm. a very different experience. Mm-hmm. Um a lot easier for a lot of it, easier to get good results and just like very cool models. So if you really want to paint, but you're not succeeding with what you're doing, go get some, get some infinity models. They're really cool. Yeah. Buy a bust. He, here's uh
1: here's a tip. Have another hobby other than miniature painting. Like, so when you take yep. a break, you can keep yourself busy with something else and you're not just bored. Mm-hmm. Play video games, read a book, do something else. Don't just like paint nonstop and get stressed about it.
0: You know, do other things. (laughs) Touch grass. Touch grass. Eat some ice cream. Get a 3D printer. Your mom. Oh, I'm going to order one. I haven't done it yet. Very soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just keep procrastinating. That's a problem. Yeah. I need to,
1: I need to start. uh, Planning my tiered bases by printing a ton of
0: stuff. Step three: Go into your Excel spreadsheet that you keep of your 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 backlog, your pile of shame, and delete it. Do it right now. Just go delete that thing.
1: Uh, I got something else on that on that vein. Yeah, unless you are a brand new painter and like don't know the very basics of, you know, just painting in general. Yeah. Uh, stop watching YouTube tutorials.
0: Ooh, controversial.
1: Oh, I, I think YouTube tutorials and um checking out people on Instagram is like super detrimental to your own personal hobby progress and hobby growth. Because, uh, I definitely... I'll go on. Oh, I was just saying, but like, especially let's say looking at other painters is you might get bogged down and be like, "Oh, I'll never be as good as them or I need to, why can't I do this and you'll get depressed mm-hmm. and watching hobby tutorials is you'll never like, I guess, quote unquote, learn. You just, you will learn how to like, it's like learning how to trace or to copy something is you'll learn how to do their thing, but you won't develop your way and maybe you'll enjoy it more doing it the way you want to do it rather than the way someone else tells you to do it. Like and I, I'm not saying they're completely unuseful. Like I I watch them occasionally if it's like, oh, this singular little thing I'm curious about, or I'm bored I have ten minutes to kill. Let's just kind of skim through this video and see what happens in it. But I'm yeah. not I'm not watching it to be like, oh, how how do I paint a stormtrooper? I need to like paint my stormtrooper for Legion. Let's watch this tutorial and teach me how to do it. It's like, no. I can figure that out. You know
0: what I dislike when a tutorial is like how to paint X. Yeah. It's like, I appreciate that. You're not saying that's the only way to do it, but could we maybe. Maybe have that reflect in the title. Could you maybe make it like how I paint stormtroopers? Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah.
1: That's, That's the thing I thought about if I'm like, oh, if I ever did like a painting video for YouTube or something. I mean, how do I justify it when I personally don't think that they're useful for people to (laughs) watch. Right. So like they're good entertain. They're good for entertainment, but honestly, little much else in my opinion. And again, unless you're like new or if you're really looking for one specific thing, Mm -hmm. Google around, maybe find something you want, but don't, don't watch them on the regular you'll you'll spend more time you'll get that endorphin rush of painting miniatures without actually painting miniatures it, it's uh, like when people talk about oh i'm going to diet and exercise and then you don't do it because you already got the endorphin rush of talking about doing it <laughs> uh,
0: yeah okay yeah okay so now that you've you've made it a bit more nuanced i i, I agree with you because sorry i'm not i'm not a nuanced person i'm very
1: um, <laughs> i'm a very literal person i have a problem with that uh, i've always had a problem with that um i remember in is that why you made your video that was full of mistakes oh my god i got another comment on it the other day uh because i said that though i was like oh these are bi these are probably biovores in the video or whatever and they turn out to be the barb gants and someone commented on the video they're like sure we're biovores eh and it's like but this video is like old calm down <laughs> I'm like why are people still commenting on this thing Fuck, it's so stupid
0: so stupid but when I got back into the hobby this time around, um, the reason I started to like develop my skills was exactly doing that because I've painted for a long time, but I've always just kind of done it. You know, we didn't have the internet back when I started, back in the late 90s. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have YouTube. Um, so I just kind of had to wing it. But when I came back to it at this time. Um, I discovered like there's all these resources, so I started watching. I think I started with Warhammer TV. Yep, um, good place to start. Yeah, it's fine. It's good if you're brand new and just need to learn. Like, how do I block in colors? Which is basically almost where I was. I mean, I had a bit more knowledge, but fine. And then I, you know, started shopping around, and it got to the point where I was like, okay, so. If I paint, like, I was doing Stormcast at the time. They have these robes, which look very nice and, like, monastic with the the sepia tone and all that. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, you know, if I just did, like, um, a, a tan color and then a sepia wash over it and then I started to highlight it, it didn't work. And I was like, all right, what do I need to do to get this looking better? So I started looking around on YouTube and I find, like, Barry's guides, and eventually I stumbled upon Vince Venturella's stuff. Started watching a lot of that and started to become my go-to of like, all right, I want to paint better leather belts. How's Vince How can do I do it? that? Yeah. Um, then I started to branch out to more advanced stuff mm-hmm. uh, that you find around. And of course, that was very daunting at first. And I realized like, oh, actually I can do this. Like it says advanced, but I'm, I'm actually pulling it off and then i kind of stopped watching them yeah and now 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 it is that thing of like okay i'm trying to paint some black armor on this guy some black non-metallic and i don't know where to start let's go see how a bunch of other people have done it and steal what works yeah yeah like i'm
1: really hesitant to say no you shouldn't do this or whatever cuz i think it's a i don't know there's a, there's a certain point where you should kind of pull away from it and maybe it's you know, obviously, it's unique to each person, and mm-hmm. on their own, they'll decide. But I should have stopped sooner, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Where I don't know, it, 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 yeah, uh, just stop watching videos. <laughs> just paint I, I, and I, learn I, for yourself. Like I remember being really frustrated that no video I found online was really good at explaining how to thin my paints properly.
0: Yeah, I was like, well, no, I that's don't... that's a that's a good one.
1: How, how do you do this? And then when I learned, I was like, oh, that's the thing is you can't. You There's no good way to show this over a video because so much of it is a physical feeling than a visual feeling.
0: Yeah, I, I cannot convey. Like, I'm sure you probably do the same or something similar where I put my paint on my wet palette. Then I get my brush wet and I start to drag paint out. And when I feel like the consistency is right, I test it. And then I paint, yeah, and I, I, I can like literally it. I can literally feel it in like the resistance of the bristles against the wet palette when it's at the right point, yeah, or like and close how, enough to it. yeah, and how do you teach that? You don't
1: yeah it's it's ridiculous, I don't know. it's I don't envy anyone trying to teach it, mm hmm uh, it's just, you know, something you figure out for yourself. I mean, you have to
0: teach people <laughs> the process, not the. Yeah. Teach ratios. Fish, man,
1: on all that jazz. Right. Oh, uh,
0: God. First world problems for real, bro. <laughs> I think so. My my last point to our to our topic is my my experience doing Archeon and how that has motivated me to revisit. Mortarian. Mortarian. And I think it goes to the paint something else, but it, mm. it is like figure out somehow. And this took me years, right? But I, I ended up doing this and I, I thought about it for a long time. Like I said, decided how I would do it and like convinced myself somehow that like, yeah, I'm going to paint this to a, a good gaming standard and I'm going to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. And then you have to actually do it. And then you have that success and I think I once heard someone suggest, like, pick up a model you've already painted and improve something on that model. Just like mm-hmm. pick a oh, detail and and improve it. Uh, because I think it's about like scoring a win to boost your confidence, mm-hmm. and then ride that wave to do something else. I've that's never tried that way. myself, but. Uh, I can I can see why it would work, because so much of this is just about having the confidence to do it. Yeah, and realizing that it's just paint, dude. Like, yeah. if if you really mess up, like you're 15 layers in, you're still not happy. just buy some ISO and strip it. Yeah, like it's nothing we do is permanent. No. Nope. Except for when you cut things. Yeah. or you melt uh, them in in acetone. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But um Yeah, yeah. just if you find yourself going getting stressed or you're getting anxiety about something, just put it down and walk away. Yep. And let's say you're just starting out and you're just trying to get miniatures on the table and you're getting stressed out on whatever. here's the thing is people I've painted with people who are like new uh and like you know what i would consider like you know very beginner very chunky paint all that mm-hmm. jazz and they're just loving it yep <laughs> they, they're like oh this sucks but you know it's it's been fun i'm like man i wish i wish i had that level of <laughs> chill. feel that joy <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> maybe we're just broken people in general I think a lot of painters are, though. At least when you reach a certain... Uh, not a certain artist. <laughs> no, but like... Uh, I don't mean like a certain point of skill. I'm not going to toot my own horn like that. I'm not a great painter. But yeah. when you reach a certain point of ambition.
2: Yeah. When you
0: realize, like... It turns out I can actually do cool things. Mm-hmm. And given a couple of years of practice, I could actually paint something that looked like the stuff that we see in golden demon. Um, and then you realize like, I'm not there yet.
1: I suck. Oh, that's another thing you got to realize is these people painting it for, uh, painting for YouTube videos. Like if you're getting hung up there, like that's
0: their job. Yeah. And related to that is I see this with a lot of people like wondering why, why, why is my model not, not that cool? And why, you know, how do I get to this point? And like 80% of the answer is just time spent. Literally.
1: I, I ever like, I've, I remember saying this in the discord. A lot of people are like, God, you're so good. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not good. I will just, you spend an hour per minute and I spend, you know,
0: 20 hours per minute. Yeah. It really is that simple. Like if you took someone, you could take just anyone painting stuff and go like, all right, this took you four hours or something whatever spend five times that just just do it
1: yeah but, and see how it comes out
0: yeah when when you think you're done just realize that you're not
1: yeah it's awful well th- that's the thing I, i've heard i think it was it was probably Vince v who said this uh where he said if you want to paint something for golden demon he's like if you i don't know if he said it or someone else but it was like if you want a chance at winning you have to paint something until you hate it and you never want to look at it again, but you have to keep going.
0: Um, was that the, the Kragnos he painted? I, mean, I, I have no idea. I... I I remember he talked about, like, he did, like, a ton of work, and then yeah. looked at it and just, like, hated it because it wasn't what he wanted. Yeah. And then he had to spend a bunch more time to force it to be what he wanted, which is how I like, that's what I feel I'm doing with Archeon right now. Because... Like, realize that, like... Uh, but you're also parts... not painting
1: it for display. You're not, like, being like, I, I need this armor to be perfect and needs to look like scratched iron. It's got to be perfect. You- you're more thinking on a base level with colors and color placement rather than
0: details and blends and smoothness. Well, I- I'm, I'm thinking of when, when do I look at it and think, I like this. Never <laughs> no, that's that's not true. like no, I know. I, I like how a lot of the parts on that model look now, like the mm-hmm. wings I, I I you know, I could spend a lot more time and improve them. I know how I would do it. It mm-hmm. would just take a lot of time. but I look at them now and I go like, I've achieved what I wanted to do. and it took a lot of work. like it took a, a lot of back and forth because first I wanted to just airbrush them and like do a dry brush and that didn't look good enough so I added a wash and I thought maybe that would be enough but it wasn't so I did more blending and Mm -hmm. you know mess around with it until you're happy don't try one thing be unhappy with it and then give up like keep Mm -hmm. working it yeah you'll get there eventually So much of what I do with painting is, like, um, you, 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 not to toot my own horn, but you, you've seen a lot of, or not a lot, but sometimes I show you some cool non-metallic stuff I've done, and you, you compliment my light placement. Mm -hmm. Um, My light placement for non-metallic metal is trash. (laughs) but uh, um, that's not something I'm good at. Like, I can't just look at a model and go like, ah, yes, I see where the lights are going. I sit there and I adjust and adjust until I look at it and go like, that looks good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that easy. Like your brain knows more than you do. Your brain knows how metal is supposed to look. You can, if you look outside your window and see something metallic, like without touching it, you know, like, oh, that's metal. Yeah. Your brain knows.
1: Yeah, you might not know something's wrong, but your brain does. Yep. Just
0: keep going until your brain goes, Ah yes, metal. Yeah. If that's what you're doing. Don't do if you're painting skin, obviously, don't do that. <laughs> oh, that's something else
1: that I've painted non metallic metal so much now that when I'm like, I want to paint something as like a matte metal.
0: I have no idea how to do it. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing with Archeon though. Yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> it's just about widening the highlights and not pushing them to white I guess
1: no I know but then it's, it's like let's say I want to do like a matte black it's like how do mm-hmm. you do that and not make it look gray but I mean like whatever like
0: black non-metallic metal is tough anyways black is the hardest color to paint yeah like honestly people will go like no it's obviously white no white paint sucks white itself mm-hmm. is not hard to paint Like, to make something look white is easy. To make something look black is incredibly difficult.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Red and
1: black are probably the two hardest colors. Uh, Red Red is... I mean, purely because red, it's really easy to accidentally go pink or
0: accidentally go orange. Yeah, but that just means you need to start lower.
1: Yeah, but, like, I don't think other colors have that issue of... If I'm painting blue, oh no,
0: it's t- suddenly turned green. Do you do you know why that is? Do you know the the, the ar, 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 artsy fartsy oh, reason for it? Go on. It's it's one of my few things I know about like art because <laughs> I read a book that explained it. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not an art guy, but I read a book once. I read Color and Light, which everyone should get. I do have that book. Uh, so, in that, he introduces those, uh, I think they're called like Munsell charts, mm-hmm. which, which are like charts of the uh, peak chroma values for every color. Because every color has a value, a lightness, where it's most colorful. And for yeah. red, it's very low. Mm-hmm. So, you can't get a very. Bright red—that's also very colorful red, because that's not how the color red works.
1: Yeah, colors oh. are
0: all just made up, man. Oh uh, man, cell It's, well, it's, it's they are I mean, not the other wavelengths of, of light.
1: I mean, yeah, but you know, the way we perceive color and the way other animals perceive color are completely different. So, are you saying that maybe what you see
0: as green, I see as blue? Whoa. <laughs> but, but 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 it is that though so like yeah if you if kind if you it. want something to look intensely red you have to make the the mid-tones
1: yeah well a you, lot you, broader. you start with a color and then you just go dark yeah and then you just do like dot highlights uh, that's what i
0: do for red usually because uh how bright something looks is not a factor of the color itself. Like if you, if you take a model and you spray paint him pink, he won't look as pink as if you start with something darker.
1: Yeah. Uh, so here's actually um, a good, good thing to end, uh, end this topic on, I guess. Yeah. What is something that you want to improve
0: on with your painting? Oh, Oh dude. Um, easy. Uh, actually. I- okay. It's it's what we talked about earlier the the color use oh sure because it's it, it it adds so much um to like the the look of a figure if if you have like that interesting interplay of various colors inside the color if that makes sense mm-hmm. not totally um like a a look at stuff I've done and occasionally like you know because I have um, well I used to use the um wet palette with the, uh, the orange lid. Yeah. And I, I'd usually take pictures on top of that. So I often got like the oh, orange no. reflections. Yeah. And every time I was like, Oh, this looks so good. Oh, see that. Something I've thought
1: about doing is like, maybe I should just get like different colored LEDs. <laughs> and, uh, what? that didn't work. Uh, sorry. I'm trying to ex- export prints and I had to print, I hit save and it just wasn't saving. Anyways. Uh, Sorry, um no, is getting colored LEDs and uh, shine it on the mini to like get an idea of like, oh, how how would this color look here?" And basically a cheap way to visualize
0: my OSL before I uh, do it. So you're going to do the trick of like holding your model under a lamp to get the light placements, but with colored light.
1: Yeah, that's smart. Uh, I'm not going to. It's something I've thought about, but I'm too lazy actually follow
0: through i mean you see that a lot in like stage photos of um models where someone is usually it's purple light. oh like like, uh, i was
1: looking at pictures of like the Gaunt's games workshop did and they just hmm. have like a green led off to the side
0: somewhere i just find it's usually purple i don't know why maybe it looks good on a lot of stuff um it's a
1: great color that's why
0: uh it is well not purple violet is a good color purple can go fuck itself
1: do you know indigo and violet? I think I talked about this episode. Is only separate on the rainbow because Isaac Newton wanted the rainbow to have seven colors because that's God's number.
0: Yes, I so think really you've
1: told me. Yeah, so really, like <laughs> indigo and violet are kind of the same thing. Always, all colors, all, all names are just made up, anyways. What does it matter? True. We should talk about hex values instead. Yeah, talk about C- uh, CMYK and why that's better I- than R G B.
0: I have a friend who's colorblind, and that's how he approaches colors.
1: Oh yeah, totally. I I had someone arguing to me that I I was someone was like, "Oh well, you gotta use primary colors." I'm like, "Well, there's no such thing as like a true primary color because if you're using a different color scale or like color values, it it doesn't. There's no primary." Nope. He's like, "That's not how that works,"
0: and I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna argue." What happens if you mix cyan and magenta, my friend? Mm -hmm. They're invented. They're made up by big color. Big color business. (laughs) God damn it.
1: Big business ruin everything. Yeah. Big color just wants
0: to sell you red and blue. Yeah. And yellow, I guess. I guess, but not as much, though. No, of course not. Actually, yellow is great. I use, you know, there's another tip. If you're trying to highlight something, use yellow. Not like pure yellow, just put yellow ice in yellow. it. What? <laughs> ice yellow. Well, specifically. Well, ice yellow is great because it's white with yellow in it. Yeah. Mix it into anything and it'll look like it's in sunlight. And your brain is going to go like, I understand yellow colored light hitting a thing. It's in sunlight. Which is why it's really difficult, I think, to paint. So- like, imagine if you're paint- trying to paint something that's under like a purple star; mm-hmm. it would be really hard to do because our brains are wired to think of light as being either white or yellow. Mm-hmm. I-, I think you know we have LEDs and everything, so you'd probably recognize it. But four hundred million years of evolution are working against you, though.
1: Not evol- What if evolution's not real, man? Maybe <laughs> I'm a creationist.
0: Maybe, maybe we live in a simulation. Oh my god! In the world outside the simulation, there's no color. Man, you know that, like. <laughs> okay, I'm not all right.
2: <laughs> all right, man. What's... It's either
1: it's either a wave or a particle, depending if you're looking at it or not. A not wave or particle, but wave or wave. No, or, uh, no you got it right. Not particle though, right? Because it would the particle would act different. It's a w- wave or uh, like a no. Beam? Light is both. No, it's a particle and a wave. Okay, I don't know. My brain's like dead right now. Uh, <laughs> God, I hate that. I hate everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Should we just delete this episode and start over? Well, it would be the first time I've uh, recorded a podcast episode and never released it.
0: This went off the rails, I think.
1: Uh, okay. Um, how can we wrap this back around?
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think that's the end of the episode. I think so, because I think our train has left the tracks. It's yeah. barreling down the mountainside. I, I,
1: I, I got I get ready to go for uh, Mother's Day lunch. I don't know if I want these. I'll print them anyways. I'm getting pr- prints for my tiered bases ready, so I'm just printing off a bunch of like ruined concretes and sewer pipes and all that kind of stuff to build up bases, fancy bases with. And I'm doing uh, ruined wires right now, and I'm not sure if I actually want them on bases. But I'll make the the file in case I want to print them.
0: Man, I can't wait for you to get a 3D printer. It really changes... Everything. Oh, dude, I can't wait either. I, I want to paint. Uh, uh, paint. Uh, uh, I guess I'll paint it. But um, I'm so stoked to print like a bunch of D D stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I find the majority of my printing is basing bits. I uh, obviously for my guard, there's a lot of stuff I've looked at that's like ooh, broken well sections, barrels, sandbags. <laughs> yeah, I want all of this, and I'm going to put all of it on every base. My yeah. bases are going to be so cluttered, and they're going to look great. Yeah. But also I look at like, I, I showed you the stuff I found, which was like the D and D stuff. And um, I love it. And like every model I see is like, Ooh, I could use this in, in this sort of story. And I get very creative, like looking at stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 90% of where my ideas come from is looking at a model or a picture or something and just like inventing a story around that.
1: Oh, okay. So I said earlier, don't look at photos of people's models online and don't look at YouTube tutorials, but like do it occasionally and take inspiration. But the problem
0: is when you look at it and say, I'll never do that. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Look at, and you know what? I would encourage people also, if you see something that you think looks really cool and you think you can't do it, try anyway. And just like, try If you have a 3d printer, print something that you don't care about and just try it. Like,
1: here's a side tip that's just mental health in general just get off social media in general (laughs) listen no one here's the thing this is the reason i deleted facebook is i'm never going to post anything because no one gives a shit what i do in my day-to-day life and if they do i will text them on a regular basis and i don't care about whatever vacation you went on and posted photos of i don't care i don't i really don't care about you and your life and you I know po- you don't care about mine. So why do we pretend?
0: You post models to Instagram though, don't it, you? It,
1: that's different. It, like I use Instagram solely just for posting miniatures and looking at miniatures. I'm talking um, about like social media, like Twitter, where you're like posting about <laughs> your life or talking about your takes. Like I have friends who go on like t- to talk about like um, sports scores and stuff and arguing about sports online with people. It's like, what are you getting out of this? <laughs> delete your Twitter. Yeah. I mean I have Twitter only because I get push notifications on there, but when games go up for sale and for pre-order.
0: I thought it was so you could look at uh non-work safe stuff.
1: No, that's what
0: Instagram's for, baby. Oh. I thought
1: that was what know. Tumblr was for. I don't know. I I, I never use Tumblr. So No. i I I just have Instagram to look at Warhammer. You realize how much we've just dated ourselves. Uh You know, back in my day, Vine was better than uh,
0: TikTok, whatever the kids use now. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's no longer TikTok because I'm aware of TikTok. So it's probably something completely different now. (sighs) Yeah, who knows? Yeah. It's so good getting
1: old. I'm going to be honest. It's great getting old. And you just like, oh, I don't have to care about things anymore.
0: Great. You know what what the greatest part of it is? Is looking at the people who are now like really into the TikToks and the, the bing bongs and the Snapchats. Snapchat was a thing when we were younger. I know. I, I had Snapchat, so I'm I'm aware of how uncool that is. Uh uh-huh. Um and and just like thinking about the people who are doing that now and thinking like, yeah, in like seven years you're gonna be old and out of touch, just like me. Yeah. Uh- That's a great feeling. I remember, like, as a kid, thinking it was weird that like
1: how how are my parents not like up with technology? And I'm gonna be honest. I'm like a good day away from being not up with technology anymore. <laughs> at a certain point, you just you just stop caring. It's like, oh, this has no impact in my life. What do I
0: care? <laughs> I also think just because it's uh it's a feeling that I I I have a lot these days, and I, I look at like you know you're no parents really like awkward and trying to be cool.
1: Uh, like, are I they mean, actually doing it
0: or are they deliberately trying to embarrass their kids? Oh, like I one hundred
1: percent deliberately
0: trying to embarrass yeah. their
1: children. <laughs> Absolutely. There There's a certain point in life. Like I was probably in my early 20s when it kind of clicked in for me when I was just like, oh, no one in the world has any idea what they're doing. Like everyone is just winging it day to day. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. So let's stop pretending that there's some grand scheme. Like all these people talking about like conspiracy theories about like Illuminati or the New World Order. It's like, <laughs> bro, do you really think anyone can get Pierce? along or talk enough to like figure this shit out? Like, no. Come on. No one knows what the hell they're doing. No, no, no. way is anyone organized enough to do stuff <laughs> like that. Man, this has now taken. Well, the I thing mean, I go, like, okay, the thing I like to go back to is I think I heard a comedian say it or something, which was, the world found out about uh, Bill Clinton getting a blowjob in his office, and there were two people involved in that. Do you really think a uh, Illuminati with like thousands of members or <laughs>
0: something could keep it a secret? Like, come on. So our train has now we've derailed. We are now off the train. <laughs> And in the haunted woods, I think.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about how fucking anti Ice-K. saw
0: minis. Some-
1: Side note. Side note. I'm probably going to... I'll probably cut this, but I'm just going to say <laughs> no, this. No. It makes me mad. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I, I was driving with the girlfriend yesterday. We were driving around, and we saw people holding signs on an overpass. And... um. I guess it was for the fucking vaccine mandates shit going on. And it was just like, uh, uh, it was something like end our slavery or something, (laughs) or mandates equal slavery. And I was like, (laughs) grow the fuck up. Like, people, okay. So I live in Canada, uh, and our prime minister, Justin Trudeau, has mentioned, I don't know, I don't really keep up with Canadian politics too hard, but basically what it is is that. If you want to come visit Canada or come to the country, you have to have a COVID up to date COVID vaccination. Uh-huh. And people are freaking out saying like, you know, small minority of psychopaths are freaking out saying that how this is, you know, slavery or this is what the there was done to the Jews during World War Two. <laughs> and talking about how like how, you know, <laughs> it's destroying their freedoms to require vaccines. It's like, hey, let's talk about, you know. I remember in, like, the 90s, and, you know, forever, let's say, uh, how you would require, you know, certain vaccines to be able to travel to Africa or China. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, these do. parts of the world. Yeah, exactly. It's not, like,
0: a new thing, people. This is, like... <laughs> I mean, have you not seen the stuff from, like, the Spanish flu, where there were, like, mask mandates and vaccines? Well, yeah, I don't know but- oh, vaccines, but... This isn't yeah. new, guys. Um, know,
1: it's so <laughs> wild to me that people think that this is like, like, why are people
0: re- like crazy about this? Do you really want to alienate all the fascists in our audience, though? Is this? Uh, yeah. We do talk about Warhammer, so there is probably a lot of fascists in our <laughs> <community>. <laughs> probably. Can I? You know, uh, I, I, uh, I Yeah, I was going to say the great thing about living in Norway. Now I'm going to say the negative thing first. I share a country with Arch.
1: <laughs> that sucks is is he from there yeah okay i i know yeah. nothing about him except from people talking shit about him so
0: yeah uh he's from western norway though so i i had to look that up when i realized he was norwegian i was like could i do i risk meeting him at games workshop and no i don't but the great thing about it is i remember we had uh we were in oslo one uh one day and there was this covid vaccine mandate protest and mm-hmm. it was like seven people. Yeah. Like no joke. Who I don't want to cast aspersions, but they looked like they were vaccine, you know, antivaxxers. Yeah. Um and everyone on the street who looked at them, there was just this, this look of like amusement and contempt. Mm-hmm. From like all the hundreds of people around they're just going like, "God, you people just grow up
1: oh, i know there's so much growing up that needs to be done like people oh, there were some protests that were happening recently i don't know and people oh, whatever. i'm
0: not going to get into it
2: <laughs> uh, uh,
0: <laughs> all right great episode we talked a lot about hobby stress and anxiety and ways you can get around
1: that yeah why well, stress about the hobby when there's real world things to stress about that are bullshit and you make you want real to- your eyeballs out you don't actually have to worry about no like you just stress about other people how stupid they are and think god they also vote don't they
0: there are real issues in the world to uh to worry about but um paint minis paint, paint minis, minis. <laughs> yeah go <ahead> and get <laughs> an ice cream uh
1: what 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 should our what is this is this a new sign off for all of our episodes uh Paint minis, fuck fascists. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm down with it. Fuck them. Leave this <laughs> in. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, fuck right off. Oh god, I hate my life. <laughs> paint is, minis, hate your life. This is now our official podcast. It's about <laughs> yeah,
1: Pass the paint. past the paint is now about anti being anti fascist.
0: <laughs> the only political hobby podcast in the world that's probably not true probably not
1: all right i'm out of here see ya yep.
0: i'm gonna go
2: eat ice cream